Welcome to the Everyday Intuition Podcast, a show for people who want to learn how to identify and trust their intuition. I'm Susan Gorman, an intuitive counselor and real-life clairvoyant, empath, and medium who's been working with people just like you for over 30 years. And friends, I just can't with the new age anymore. It's probably fair to say I never could. So fair warning, this isn't going to be a magical mystery trip through the cosmos with me as your lead astronaut, dressed in a caftan, crystal ball gazing with pan flute music in the background. Please, no. I only gaze into disco balls. I sometimes have a potty mouth, and I definitely strive for a smart-ass sense of humor. Also, it just so happens that there's a better way to learn how intuition really changes lives. It's our most natural resource. And once you discover how it works, all the amazing things start showing up to help you create a life worth living. So come join me on my mission to pull intuition out of the margins, one hunch at a time. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Everyday Intuition, Season 4, Episode 8. Today's episode is actually going to be the last episode of this season. Then we're going to take a break in November and December and bring you some mini episodes. And then in January, we will come back at you with Season 5. I think it's been a great season. We've deconstructed some myths and misconceptions of the New Age wellness community. And it has been very productive, feels like, because we have all worked so hard together. At the end of the episode, I'm going to give you a little Halloween treat. We're going to talk about spooky season, but in wrapping up our conversations about real joy, we've sort of deconstructed the idea of bliss and cheerfulness and happy, happy, happy being a false representation of what real joy is and that in the new age community, there's this idea that feeling good is all you need to build a spirituality and a life worth living and to be a powerful manifester, et cetera, et cetera. So we've brought some nuance to that discussion, I hope. We've also been talking a lot about what emotional health is and how you can't really substitute magical thinking for that. Now, what I want to talk about is that Real joy, as we've defined it, can also be a guide to help you identify when your intuition is talking to you and guiding you in your life, and that that feeling is a validation of your relationship with your intuition. Even if real joy doesn't feel real good all the time, it's still an important identifier of when your intuition is active. Let me give you an example about what I mean. Intuition is not a mental capacity. That's why when you're thinking, 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 thinking all the time, you're not actually getting access to your intuition. Intuition has an energy and a voice and a way of existing that definitely has a language and it will borrow your language to talk to you but it's actually not mental. It's 
probably more closely a physical experience, but it's not totally that either. When you are experiencing your intuition, how you feel when it's happening is usually very grounding, very centering, very reassuring, very confidence building. And those are joyful elements of a life well lived. It's also kind of where we all want to get to, right? We want to feel comfortable in our own skin. We want to feel like we can trust ourselves. And so what I talk about is how there's this density to intuition when we're feeling it. Actually, as an aside, when I'm reading for people, I often pay attention to the density of the information that's coming through because it can vary. Sometimes something with really heavy, heavy density will make me want to put my money on what I'm seeing. There's a certainty and a surety about it. Then there's sometimes when there's some fog and it's not as heavy. And that's my signal to know that there are still developments to come in a situation to look for what those are. And sometimes when something comes in, it's real feathery and light and the ideas and concepts have a hard time landing. I will oftentimes look around to see if there's a block in the person and their question, or whether that's the wrong question to be asking, but that information doesn't usually have a lot of credibility. Real joy gets activated when you're having an intuition. We've talked about zaps and downloads, zaps being a quick, very quick insight, like pack a sweater, pack an umbrella, that person's not telling the truth. Don't forget to put oranges on your grocery list. Zaps come in short and sweet. Downloads are more of a conversation between you and your intuition where your intuition's like, I need to tell you some things. And it takes a little bit longer to integrate that kind of information. But when you have those experiences, joy isn't necessarily gonna feel good, but it is. A good analogy would be if you've ever had a massage and you have a really tight muscle, And the person who's working on that muscle might apply pressure and it might initially be like, ooh. But as the massage therapist works on the muscle, the feeling that's created is one of well-being. So a more big picture idea of what feeling good is. That's what listening to your intuition does. And if you back up a little bit and you think about what's it like to listen to your intuition all day long? or to agree to have a relationship with your intuition so that you might not be hearing it all day long, but you're open to it. That promotes what I would call real joy and happiness too, because it does give us the information that I think we're actually really craving in our lives, which is access to being able to trust ourselves. What's also interesting about this is that people oftentimes say, I'm getting a feeling when they talk about their intuition but they oftentimes don't know that they're not actually talking about an emotional feeling. That's why we had to kind of talk about all of the emotional feelings from our emotional body, our emotional selves, before we could then say, except this one thing. (laughs) There's also a feeling when you get an intuition that is accurate. The other pieces of that feeling are you can't ever doubt it, right? When you've had intuitive experiences that have been allowed, you've allowed yourself to enter into them. After you digest what is happening, 
nobody can actually convince you otherwise. That's the kind of certainty you're looking for. You're looking for feeling compelled to act on that. And also, I think it relieves a lot of stress because let's face it, our mental capacity of figuring stuff out, oftentimes I don't recommend it. I think it's really, really good to a point, but we overuse it. The balance that we're looking for is that our figured out self and our intuitive self could have a conversation, except figure it out self usually tries to be very bossy and dominant and really gives intuition the third degree. Like, well, what, what do you mean? Why are you saying that? I don't, I don't see any evidence of that. <laughs> and then intuition has to defend her poor self and say, well, why are you asking me if you want all of this, quote, proof? I can't give that to you just yet. That's not how it works. Remembering that intuition comes in layers, right? Starts with a watercolor, ends up with a photograph. And each layer has to come in when we're ready for it. And that has a lot to do with our emotional growth too. What you're listening for is a feeling. This feeling is not an emotion. It feels like a physical sensation, but not. And it uses language to communicate specifically with you, but it's not your brain. And what happens is when you feel replete with a dense level of this sensation, and it feels good, then you know that you've just had a communion with your intuition and your intuitive person, the person inside you who is fully trusting of their intuition. Okay, so think on that for a little bit when we come back. I have a few more thoughts about that and then some suggestions on how to get your spooky on. Hey, did you know I have online courses you can take? My most recent course just launched. It's called Intuitive Meditation, a course for everyone. And by the way, I do mean everyone. It's a self-paced, downloadable course that includes eight daily lessons and three recorded meditations to jumpstart your learning. The course helps you build a foundation for a grounded meditation practice that you can actually do. Meditation won't train you to shoot laser beams out of your eyes, but it can help you be the most authentic version of yourself. Liberate yourself from soul-crushing stress, consistently connect you to your intuition, and teach you how to trust it. Intuition is our most natural resource, and meditation done consistently easily unlocks its power. This course will show you how. And guys, I'm really sorry about the laser beams. I really wanted that for us. All right, we're back. A few more thoughts about the feeling of what it's like when you're getting an intuitive feeling. When you feel like you want to accurately describe what you're experiencing by saying, well, I just had a feeling, okay? If you're working really hard on separating what you've been told about your emotions and what you've been told about your intuition and creating a more authentic experience for yourself, then what I would suggest you do is try to sub out the word feeling for hunch or zap or download. Use those words and I think that it will actually help you navigate through this whole thing. 
Because here's where it gets tricky. A lot of people have a hard time differentiating what is fear and what is intuition. And what I've always told people is intuition and fear can't actually operate at the same time. They're almost exactly opposite experiences to one another. And fear is unpleasant and intuition is pleasant. Even if you're getting information intuitively that could be potentially upsetting, like somebody is sick or a relationship isn't going in the right direction or someone that you care for is being mistreated, what you need to separate is that what feels good about that is the knowing, the certainty, the feeling comfortable in your own skin, the self-respect and the trust that you get from listening. Fear doesn't do any of that for you. It just keeps you spinning all the time. So it's really important to be able to experience the feeling of having an intuition and having it something that you can recognize. The other thing is, once we have an intuition, even if that fear voice and that, you know, figuring it out, spinning, 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 worrying, trying to figure it out, worrying, all that going on and on and on. Once we have an experience of what it's like when our intuitive voice cuts through all of that, then it's easier to propagate that feeling separately. So that's kind of a complicated way of saying when you are spinning, your first job is to stop the spinning to calm yourself and know that the information that you need is going to come through, but you have to be able to hear it and you're not going to be able to do that if you're really, really worried. Oh, there's so much more I could say about this. One of the things that I often experience with people is that the pressure to resolve the fear is often so exhausting that we can wear ourselves out and in that fatigue, not have the defenses against believing our intuition. So intuition will oftentimes sneak in right when we collapse under the worry of it. But I also think a lot of worry is generated when we know and we actually are having a very direct message coming in from our intuition and we're having a hard time figuring out then what to do about what we're getting. You just have to keep following the feeling. You don't want the information that you're getting to make you feel like you have to grasp at something or push something away, nor do you want to feel like you have to have all the answers immediately. Intuition prepares you extremely well. So you will get the layers of information just when you're going to need them. And intuition usually compels you to take action. And there is one singular exception to that, and that is if you are in immediate danger and you have to act fast, you will probably be already in motion to take that action to protect yourself before you even realize that you're having an intuition. But that's the only time that it really works with adrenaline to get you moving. If you are receiving intuition in layers, you're patient, you're sidestepping all your fear and you're refusing to try and quote, figure things out, but you're feeling your way through. I'm using that word intentionally. By identifying the feelings that are compatible with intuition, you're going to be fine. You're going to get the information when you need it. 
which by the way, is why oftentimes when I'm in session with somebody and something comes through that they think is wrong or not possible, but then a couple months down the road, they call me or text me and say, hey, um, I don't know if you remember me, but I really thought you were wrong about this thing. I couldn't figure out what you were talking about, but this happened. And now I understand what that message was for. I mean, I think on a practical level, it's not really fair for your intuition to give you a message that's that cryptic or mysterious. But I also think that that is usually an experience for someone who's not very seasoned or practiced. If you can identify that feeling, right? It's neutral, but it's a pull towards the truth. And it feels good to be in the truth tractor beam. If you can identify that, then you are in great shape. Because what that means is you're already having a conversation with your intuition. Okay, let's talk about spooky season. One of my soapboxes is that spirit and intuition and spirituality and all of the non-physical, non-tangible, non-logical pieces of our existence are always characterized as scary or frightening. So I have a very interesting relationship with Halloween. (laughs) My birthday is a week before Halloween, which I think is hilarious, first of all. But secondly, there is nothing scary to me about this holiday. To me, it seems like one big party. And it feels so great to me to be wandering around in a world that is celebrating the thinning of the veil, the communication and the connection that we have here on our physical plane with the other side, which is, you know, a whole other thing because I don't actually think it's other, but okay, we'll just go with that for this time. And I feel like that craving that we have to be close to the spirit that we carry within our own lives and to the spirits of others those that we've known in this lifetime and have lost, those that we've known from other lifetimes and planes of existence, gets this one 24-hour period. Although, let's face it, people have already started putting up decorations and we're recording this in late September. So there's a way in which if you can kind of parse out what is, quote, scary about Halloween and what is spooky and maybe flip the switch on it a little bit, could be an entirely more fun holiday even than like the risk that seems to be involved in facing that fear. Full-size candy bars aside, we are definitely, by the way, a full-size candy bar house. I feel like my whole life has been leading me to that moment and there's nothing that gives me greater joy. <laughs> that and just, you know, all the fantastic costumes that come out of the woodworks. People are so creative. Let's just talk briefly about the costumes. Being in a costume is like a willingness to try on another point of view, another identity. It sort of teases out that idea of what's real and what's invented and what's imagination. And all of that is in play on this holiday. And there's so much about the realness of intuition as a form of communication and the loving protection that guides all around us are giving us 365 days a year that I just think is wonderful that we give ourselves as a culture 
a day to actually try on the thinning of the veil. I guess what I'm saying is that it's a great holiday and it's also not scary. It's not mysterious. The trappings that we've given it are supposed to be scary, but there are many, many people who walk amongst us that just think it's cool. So if you're one of those people that gets pulled towards this holiday, like is it one of your favorites, then I think it might be fun for you to explore the idea that being an intuitive person is probably not that difficult for you to imagine either. So what if being in close contact with our intuition was a costume that we create and we could step into it as an alternative reality that we then discover has more points of salient reality than we realize. Hmm. The other thing is now we have a small white fluffy dog and I have scoured the internet to try and find a Monty Python killer bunny (laughs) costume for Teddy. I was thinking that Bill and I could dress up as knights and I just think this is probably one of the best costume ideas that I've ever had. I'm not, believe it or not, a real dresser-upper on Halloween. If anybody um, is handy and can help me do this simply, like has some ideas or knows, I, I I won't go into the spirit Halloween store because despite everything that I've just told you, I'm not a fan of jump scares. There is some kind of manufactured spooky that just gets my heart racing just a little bit too fast. But all the rest of it, not scary at all to me. Okay, you guys, I will see you in November and December with some mini episodes. These are great months for you to catch up. And if you haven't caught all the episodes this season or in any of the other seasons, as always, I really love hearing from you. And I welcome all your ideas about what you'd like me to talk about and dive into next year. I also want to say a special thank you to Kobe, whose absolute genius was sound editing and who's really kind attention to what we're doing here, I think has made the episodes that we've created together in season four really magical. So um, I hereby (laughs) conclude the first fantastic Kobe Gray season, season four, with fond gratefulness and wishes for many other seasons going on into the future. Happy Halloween, everybody. Don't be a stranger. And that's it for this episode of Everyday Intuition. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll see you back here in a couple of weeks. But until then, could you do me a solid, friends? Could you help get the word out about Everyday Intuition? There are a few ways that you can help more people find this podcast. And the most important is to subscribe to it on whatever podcast app you use. Feel free to rate, review, and share the show on Instagram too, and tag me at Susan Gorman Intuitive. Did you know I was going to ask you for that favor? Yeah, well, probably not your intuition this time since everybody does that, but you're getting there. Thanks, and I'll see you next time.